on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Gessman, along with Corey Ritzhow. On today's show, we're going to go over the humiliating defeat the LA Galaxy suffered in Torreon as Santos Laguna absolutely dominated them. Was it the defense or the offense, or was it MLS's fault, or maybe we should blame Cosmo? We'll discuss all the angles and all the complaints. Plus, we'll be previewing the LA Galaxy season opener against DC United on Sunday. In between, we'll be taking your calls on all our subjects and getting you updated on the player moves, player signings, rings of honor, and much, much more. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and Corey Rinsa. Hello everybody and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman, Mr. Corey Ritzow in the house with you, coming fresh off an absolutely butt-beating. We got smacked across the mouth. If you're an LA Galaxy fan right now, you're probably walking around with your hoodie on, pulled over your head, you're hiding your face, you're not looking people directly in the eye as Santos Laguna absolutely trounced the LA Galaxy on Tuesday night down in Torreon. We knew it was going to be tough. We knew it was going to be tough. We knew it wasn't going to be easy. But I didn't think anybody thought it was going to be that bad. So uh, we got a lot to talk about with that. 949-734-4217. If you want to go ahead and join in on the fun tonight, give us a call and we'll go ahead and talk to you about it. Joining me as always, or I shouldn't say as always, first time this season back in the saddle, Mr. Corey Ritzow. Corey, how's it going? Good to be back. Uh, back in the saddle again. The... Uh... The uh, seat still feels right. The creases are 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 about where they or I left them about six months ago. That's that's right. It's been a long off season for you, Corey. Stretch it out a little bit beforehand. I don't want you to pull anything. Uh, I'm going to take my time getting back into things, much like Steven Gerrard. <laughs> oh, if that's the case, maybe you should just retire. All right. So, uh, like I said, the phone lines are open. Nine four nine seven three four four two one seven. We are going to be covering in this first segment everything Santos Laguna. If you think you have a new and exciting take on what happened, if you think you can pinpoint exactly what it was that let the LA Galaxy down, whether that was Major League Soccer who let the LA Galaxy down, or was it Steven Gerrard? Was it Giovanni dos Santos? Was it Robbie Keane? Who on the LA Galaxy just let this happen and fall apart? Uh, fall to pieces, completely collapse. There wasn't a lot of good things. I mean, it, it's it was tough to watch, and I think it was tough to watch for the entire match, Corey, mostly because Santos scored in the 19th minute, the 23rd minute, the 36th minute. So basically at halftime, 
and could have scored in the 6th, ninth, 11th, 12th, or 14th minute. All, all, all in between. I mean, the LA Galaxy got outshot, outpossessioned, and up to a certain point, you had to expect the LA Galaxy to get outpossessed on this, in this particular game, just because you knew the LA Galaxy had to score, you knew that they were going to probably, you know, away in Mexico, you're going to have to play more of a counter game as it was. Um, unfortunately, staying back so far made, made the defense not play that well. Uh, it was it was poor defensively. I know that's where everybody points to. If you see a scoreline, Corey, of four to nothing, you point at the defense first, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, I think I counted it was like minute 13 before they strung together more than like four or five passes at any one given time. So, you know, part of being able to allow your, your defense a chance to breathe and, and find shape and regather and get on the same page is to uh, possess the ball and knock it around a little bit. And they weren't able to do that at all. No, it, it wasn't good. And it was the possession part of that. And if you want to ask, if people ask me, and if you haven't already been to the website, cornerofthegalaxy.com is where you can find a lot of the written stuff that I write as well. All of the amazing writers that I have writing for me at cornerofthegalaxy.com. If you head over there, and if you haven't done that, you'll know that I said that, yes, you can blame the defense. Clearly, there were some defensive, um, you know, uh, really, so clearly there was really bad defense. Some lapses. Yeah, some lapses. But, yeah. but I mean, I'm not expecting them to out-possess or out-pass Santos. Right. But but you have to be able to string together, you know, at least 30 seconds of possession at any one given time. Yeah, I know what you mean. All right, we have a call. 951, who's this? Chendo, what's good, Guffman? Hey, Chendo, how's it going, buddy? Doing good, man. All right, tell me, tell me, uh, what, what, do you, what do you want to talk about? Tired but we're good. Did, did, uh, yeah, you pulled you pulled yourself alive. out of the fetal position. We're alive. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're alive. <laughs> did you get now? Did, you went down, didn't you? You you went down the yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, tell me yeah. about it. Okay, uh, quick long story short. Yeah, uh, a couple of the homies met up at my house in Riverside. We took a, a big ass conversion van. We filled it up with about thirteen homies. Right. From there, we drove to TJ. Plane was delayed like three hours. There was so much fog, like in the area, right. that there was so many delayed planes. We ended up driving, uh, flying from TJ to Monterey around. Uh, 1 p.m. Uh, and then Monterey, we got a bus. The bus was our personal bus the whole time we were there. Nice. Then uh, uh, we drove to 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 Torreon. Uh huh. And from there, uh, the madness started, man. <laughs> the, the 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 madness started. Now now listen, yeah. it's a family show. All right. Yeah. So so remember that family so, show. But tell me tell me about some of the some of the more, a little more bit liquids of consumed on the way down or on the way back. Oh, it, there was like never, uh, there was never, uh, you said warm liquids? Yeah, yeah. More liquids. <laughs> more, more, more liquids, yeah. Yeah, there was never a dry uh, moment. It was, there, there was never a time where, 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 you know, somebody wasn't holding the beer or whatever. There was plenty of beer everywhere. We were having just a good time, getting ready, getting pumped, you know. They were, support the team, you know, getting ready, game faces on, you know, and man. Yeah, we ended up getting our, our butt stomped on the field. Yeah, yeah, you but, did. Uh, it, but we it, had a good time. It, it was. I mean, that, that's the bottom line. You had a good time. Tell me about the stadium, walking into the stadium. Uh, you know, Torreon, they, they showed up. I mean, they, they were there to support Santos Laguna whenever it was finally kickoff time. Was it, was it an interesting experience, at least just being in the stadium? Well, um, go back a little bit. Number one, they, they invited us. Uh, we took a stadium tour. Oh, nice. In the morning. In the morning. And that was nice. We got to see all their trophies and everything. Uh, then, uh, once we were back in, in our room, uh, we went to go, uh, send off the, the players because they were literally like a block away from us. Okay. So we all, we all went to the, to the players, uh, uh, stadium, I'm sorry, uh, hotel. Right. And they ended, uh, we ended up sending them off and just like they escorted them with the uh, police and everything and cop, uh, cop bikes and everything. Mm -hmm. Same thing with our, with our bus. Um, security was legit on point. 
Nice. And uh, they escorted us all the way in there. We got all the way in. We had our own little entrance. We had our own little section. And the guards, as you guys can see on the TV and everything, we had guards all the way around us. Yep. Whenever somebody would go to the restroom, you know, we just give the, the dudes a heads up. Hey, you got two guys going? And then they escort people. So it was, it was real clean. It was legit. Hostile as hell. But, um, <laughs> you know, at the end, and, and we, we, you've seen us, we didn't, we didn't stop for the whole 90 minutes. Right. Very uh, cool. Hey, the goals and everything. quick question for you. It, it sounded yeah. pretty hostile, especially in relation to Geo. You could hear through the telecast all the whistles coming out. What was it like with him every time he touched the ball down there? And what kind of reception did he get? Uh, it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But you know, you know what they were calling him uh, borracho. But hey, I'm a borracho too. So <laughs> that, and that's, that's, that's like I, I, that, that's, that's drunk, drunk, right? Drunk, drunkard, that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, yeah. This white boy has to translate some stuff sometimes. Every once in a while, I get one right. Um, okay, so <laughs> so tell me what what went wrong. I, I I know from your perspective, obviously, you travel all the way down there. I know it's not necessarily about the win, but you you want to see your performance out there. The LA Galaxy didn't produce on the field. Um, got overrun really from from almost the very beginning. I mean, they got lucky to have not been scored on before the 19th minute. Um, what did yeah. you What did you see? What did you want to see from them? Um, you know, I know a lot of people were saying uh, this and that about actually Cole before I got there. I'm I'm going to be uh, up front. I was one of them. Right. But uh, we needed him in the back, big time. Yeah, you, you know that, um, that, that that was one of the things because I mean I know uh, his speed and his uh, his uh, technicality that he has with the, with the game and everything it, it could have helped. Right, um, and I think that maybe you know could have put us at like maybe a one zero or a two zero because most of the balls did come in from his side. Yeah, yeah, no, it was something that I said as soon as I saw uh, sort of where it was at. Um, that Ashley Cole, that they would be going at Dave Romney, who stepped in for Ashley Cole. So um, definitely something to see. All right, Chendo, one more thing. What, what's your yeah. what's your overall, overall thought after coming back? A, a good trip for you, I imagine. You, you, you had fun? Oh, we had a blast, man. Let me tell you, we had a blast. Shout out to the 701 boys. <laughs> and uh, flight, flight 515 was lit. And that's it, man. Like, thanks to all the people that made it. Thanks to, uh, uh, you know, obviously the homie Mingo for, for helping organize it. Awesome. Martin out there for helping organize it. We repped the ACB hard, and, and that's what, that's what, that was our main goal. Awesome. So at, the, at the end, we had the people that were, that were sitting on the other side next to us that were just yelling at us and, you know, taunting us and everything. They, they were up coming up to us taking pictures, you know, telling us, thank you, you guys did a good job. And then, you know, obviously, uh, aside from supporting the team, we also did the whole, uh, the whole uh, charity with the toys to the little school. Right. So that was, that was a cool couple of the guys went to the local school. But we all pitched in, and it was, it was good, man. It was overall, it was, a, it was a very productive game. And I'm sure everybody that, that calls in or whatever that went is going to tell you they had a good ass time. Awesome. Chendo, I certainly appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, man. Later. All right. 626, who's this? And turn down your radio. Was. What's good, guess man? Is is this Mingo? Or is yeah. It, what's up, Mingo? How's it going, buddy? It's like it, I swear, it's like the same people who call all the time. It's like we get to talk once a week, and and I look forward to it. Mingo, Josh's therapy session. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is where I can help you out a little bit. All right, man. Chendo just just broke it down for us. He gave you a shout out. Said that everything was great. Give me quick what it was like on the trip. And remember, family show. All right, family show. So so remember oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All right, but then. Um, but then give me your thoughts on the game, because Corey and I still want to talk about this game. We haven't even got to talk about it that much. Go for it. No, I mean, the trip was fun, regardless, you know what I mean? Yeah. As in regards to the game, I mean, it's just sad that we showed up, but the team didn't, you know? 
It, it, uh, it feels a little bit like that. That's, yeah. that's what I wanted to ask ask you about. You you follow this team, man. I, I I never doubt any of any ACB passion, any supporters' passions, any fans' passions. Really, I don't. Do you think it was the fact the team didn't show up, or do you think that it really was the matter of that this team's still in preseason form, that they're just not there yet? I mean, whether they're in preseason form or not, they just didn't show up. From the way they were talking about this game, how they were saying they were ready. Um, King calling us out saying, you know, we need to have people showing up to the game. Like, you can't be calling us out saying to show up to the games right. when all 11 of you don't show up yourselves. Yep. You know, this game, that game, it not only did it, did it really disappoint me, I think more than anything, it just broke my heart. The, you know what? The reason that, is, that, that's the best way to say it. Because you know what? It broke my heart a little bit too watching it. A piece of me died, Corey. I don't know if a piece of you died while you watched it, but a piece of me died. Do you, do you guys think that, that the way that the Galaxy were talking about this game, approaching this, was different than the way they've approached CCL quarterfinal legs in the past, than games against Herdiano, you know, Jolos, and, and TFC? Do you think that this year was, was different in how they sort of game planned for it and tried to gear their whole preseason around it? Of course. I mean, by a landslide, I mean, look at the acquisitions we got. Right. I'm pretty sure that the three acquisitions we got was for CCL to win. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, listen, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later because it was something that I wanted to bring up. That's certainly an interesting point that you bring up, and and I promise I will talk about it. Is there anything else before I let you go, man? Because I want to I want to finish off this game and talk oh, yeah, about yeah. The, what do you got? You know, I died a little bit during that game, but after you know, I revived myself. You revived. You know what I mean, <laughs> we we caught too many L's this whole trip. Right. We had to we had to get some type of payback at the end, uh, and we won. Uh, at you, the end of the day, we won. You you won. All right, Mango Man, I appreciate. <laughs> awesome. it. Thanks for calling in, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good night. All right, thanks. Squad. All right, I cut Mango off. He'll yell at me later, I'm sure. All right, Corey. Um, So there we have it. A little bit of inside uh, inside the stadium view from uh, Mingo and Chendo. I'm glad those guys called. If you want to call in, 949-734-4217. I know I said I want to talk about the game some more. But Mingo brought up this awesome point of that this squad was built for CCL. Corey, what do you think of when you think of adding, you know, uh, Yell Van Dam? You you think of adding Nigel DeJong. You think of adding um, Ashley Cole. You think of all these big names that were brought in. And everybody assumed that they they were really building for the CCL. Maybe there was even some assumption by some front office people that they were building for the CCL. Do you believe that? Uh, yes. However, you know, 90 minutes in, you know, or however many total minutes this group had under their belt together is asking a lot to play against a, a team from Liga MX that has that many games. And, you know, th- I think that the, the qualms that everybody has is, is more with the effort right. than it is with... Uh, sort of the style of play or the execution. Uh, but it just seemed, you know, like all, a lot of those goals were just, you know, that that extra half step, that extra half inch of right. those deflections being blocks rather than deflections or getting up a little higher. So it's just hard because it's so frustrating because all that comes down to a game of inches and that effectively, you know, gave away two, three goals. Yeah, it did. Three, two, three. Who's this? Hello, uh, Guessman? Yeah, who's this? Rob. Rob, what's happening, buddy? How's it going? What's up? Uh, I'm alright, I'm alright. How's, how's it been? Yeah, we're hanging in there. What did you want to talk about, man? Uh, just, uh, just a game yesterday, or two days ago. I don't even know what day it was, Tuesday. <laughs> um, had too much fun over there. Right. Um, it was, uh, I was gonna say it was a big, uh, letdown, you know? Like, we, you know, that we, we thought this was the year, the right. team showed up. Well, up until like the, the the last 
up until the last uh, game in uh, Guatemala, right. or the last five minutes, I thought they were pretty solid. And even even the game at home against Santos, I thought they had a good chance. You know, they they defensively they look solid, but just I think the offense just really kind of just kind of killed the whole. Yeah. All our chances, basically. No, no, no. I, I, I think that's I think that's absolutely spot on, Rob. I think that that is exactly where I lie on this. Is that I blame the offense, but you had a good time on the trip, right? Is there is there anything? Do you have hope for the LA Galaxy going into MLS season now, or do you think that there are some serious issues with this club? Uh, I mean, well, we have like what? I mean, we have over thirty games to figure something out, and you know, um, that's a, that's a, I think one of the positives that we have of uh, having this format that we have here in the u.s right um we have such a long time to kind of get together a good, good group a good company or a good lineup actually you know because i mean we have the players but we just don't have the, the that lineup i i so I, I agree with you on that one rob all right i'm gonna let you go all right buddy all right all right have a good one josh all right thanks rob all right there's rob so i think we got almost everybody who traveled to torion now has <laughs> called into the show which is great no if anybody else wants to call in we'll take it i'm gonna hold off on calls here for a little bit i do want to talk about this game a little bit and talk about what i asked Corey is if this team was built for ccl i think that's a falsehood just to start with i think you can't even attempt to build a team for Concacaf champions league first of all building a team for ccl would have to have happened last year, and then you trade nobody away, and there's still some cohesion in the in this particular lineup to go into you know preseason and have to go compete against these Liga MX teams who are seven or eight games deep into look, the season. Look, here, here's here's what you have to be able to do. You have to be able to to stay compact defensively, break up the passing lanes, and then when you do break up the passing lanes, you have to be able to pass yourself out of traffic in small, tight spaces, and then be able to break on the counterattack. They were able at times to maybe you know stay compact and break up the passes, but when they turned the ball over, yeah, was- they weren't able to retain possession, and they ended up just clearing the ball and giving it away, and they weren't able to retain possession. Yeah, you want to point at the midfield on this one, you can. You can point directly at the midfield. You can point at, at players like Steven Gerrard. You can point at players like uh, Nigel De Jong. De Jong got beat in the first well, there, 30 there seconds. There were three or four passes from the Santos left back in the first half where he was able to make a long, incisive pass all the way directly to the forwards, right in between the midfield. Right. You have to think somebody with, I'm going to say it, and because it deserves to be said, somebody like Juninho, right. or you go back a couple years, somebody like Sarvis, they're there providing pressure, and they're able to cut those passes out without letting them get all the way through. Yeah. But, you know, you talk about a squad of as many people that they have whose age starts with the number three in front of it. You're going to wonder if this is something that you're going to run up against throughout the whole year. All right, let's talk about the narratives. Obviously, we know four to nothing was the final score. Okay, really, should it have been four to nothing? There were two deflected goals on this. Perhaps, yeah, but Corey? there were three other chances, chances off that, the post, right. and Geo cleared off the goal line, and so many others that could have gone the other way as well. Geo cleared one off again. You're not going to say four well. zero was not fair. Um, oh, it was. It was the right i'm just saying that if you look at how sort of it, it ends up and especially the fourth goal it's like well what did what happened when you gave up the fourth goal well the problem was you gave up three goals and then you had to try to press and the fourth goal was just sure. sort of a counter and that that is what it is i mean i'm not going to get mad about the fourth goal i'll get mad about the first two. First two probably shouldn't have happened first of all you can't blame this was one of my favorite narratives i saw on twitter oh great Yella Van Dam is going to be our new Leonardo. Is it? I, I want to find the person who said that and shake him a little bit, Corey. I would just smack him across the mouth a little bit because... 
That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. You've seen the guy play in two competitive what did matches. He, what did he do that would cause that? Because, well, well, the first, they want to blame him for kicking the ball away from Dan Kennedy on the first goal, right? Except that it was kind of a bang-bang play. And if you're a defender, there's no way you try to let that ball bounce. And it, like, short tops him. And he kicks it out. And then it comes back across. And AJ gets beat. And that's how the ball comes in. It was a scramble play. I'm not blaming Van Dam for that. He tried. That's what you wanted to do. If he wouldn't have moved his foot and that ball bounces and it goes past Kennedy somehow, everybody would be blaming him for just letting the ball go right past his foot, right? I mean, that's that's just that's just bad luck. It's bad luck. That one and was if bad anything, luck. The, the the clearance part is just lack of communication. That if Kennedy really has it, has to call him off. Yeah. But that's but those those aren't good enough excuses. No, no, that's not good enough. So so Yel Van Dam is is not. And yes, he didn't have a great game. But listen, he's going to have to stay. A little bit more center than he's probably used to. Remember, he was he played a lot of left back. All right, this is a guy I who likes to get too forward. much Belgian league myself. But, you, you, uh, but in reading some of the reports, I do understand, and and so I don't know if it's if it's something that he's going to have a learning curve or. Yeah. But but everybody was raving about him coming into this. So. Well, he played great at the home opener. Listen, this is the inconsistency I'm talking about. Look at the things that were inconsistent over preseason. He's probably not as good as what people were making him out to be after the, the preseason not. and the other game. But he's not he's not he's, chopped liver. He's not chopped liver. Listen, they, they, I, I did this. Look at the inconsistencies, Corey, which the inconsistencies for me in the preseason were the defense. They were really good some nights. They were really bad some nights. All right. But we, they've shown the ability to be really good. So there's hope there that that inconsistency sways over towards the really good side. All right. We've seen them now a couple times play really well. We've seen and them. as you get more familiar with everybody around you, that makes yourself that much better. There you go. So, so you look at that. Now, let's talk about some of the consistencies that we've seen. The offense doesn't score goals. That's been consistent throughout the preseason. The most goals they scored was the two goals uh, that they scored in a close. This was first team. First team scored in the TFC closed door scrimmage where they lost three to two. Look, look, we're going to let people in. We've got show notes and you've got some narratives written down that we're going to talk about right now. Some of them are absolutely ridiculous, which we'll get into. The the one legitimate one that's on there is the Zardis and Dos Santos positioning. Okay, and and I listen, that's the one I'm like, absolutely. This is the biggest issue the LA Galaxy and face right it's now. It's not just because of four games. It's something that they've dealt with since Gio arrived. Yeah. And when he arrived, they went through this spurt where they were scoring something like four or five goals a game for like five or six games. And all of a sudden, somebody turned off the faucet. Nothing. What happened? What happened? Well, well, quite honestly, when you look at the positioning of Giassi Zardes, who is a forward or a striker playing midfield, regardless of what Jurgen Klinsmann thinks. And Jurgen, if you're listening, call into the show. Tell me why Giassi Zardes should be a winger. Because I asked on Twitter, and granted, Twitter is not the end-all or be-all. What? I, yeah, I know. It's not the real world. Sometimes people think it is. It's not the real world. That'll be another narrative that we can look at down here as well. But sometimes people look at I asked Twitter. I said, give me a valid argument of why Giassi Zardes plays better on the wing. And nobody could come up with one. All right, the best that we could get Look, to. Here's here's the only the only reason why he's got a he's got a better engine than Geo. Okay, and so he's gonna if somebody's countering the other direction, who do you trust to get on their horse and track back? It, it, you you trust Giassi, all right? He plays better defense. On but in terms playing. of what, in my opinion, you trade off something in the attack by doing that. Giovanni, I watched a number of games where Geo. What you know? I, I I think it was the Dallas game last year, um, where I think the Galaxy won at home. Right. Where Geo does not track back, but then he's open right away for the counter as soon as the ball turns over because he left himself in such a great position that his guy was wide open on the other end, but they didn't capitalize on it. 
and now he's the perfect outlet to go the other direction. That's the trade-off that you're going to get offense for defense, but he's not going to be somebody that's going to get all the way into his own box tracking in an no. overlapping fullback. No, and I'm willing to be okay with that up to a certain point. I want to see Robbie Rogers and Giovanni Dos Santos overlap on that right-hand side. I want to see Gio cut inside and create something on the right wing. Giossi Zardes, I love Giossi Zardes, and we're going to talk a lot about him in the second segment because he just got a contract extension, so we'll talk about that. I love Giossi Zardes. He doesn't create chances. He can finish chances if you put him there. All right, he's a finisher. He's, he's not even so much a poacher, he's a finisher. You put him in a good spot, he can hit the ball and put it in the back of the net. That's well, you want Gio finding pockets of space where he can turn and face and go at someone. Yeah, absolutely. And if you put him and on I the don't wing... Know what, and so I don't know what the best lineup is to get him into those pockets of space, but lately it hasn't been forward. It's not forward. And Gio and Keane love to both play that withdrawn That's forward. That's fair enough. And so if you tell Jossi get in there and you play right between the two center backs and, and occupy right. that space... there then that is what you know covers up some of the defense and opens up the space in front of them for guys like Keen to drop into or for Gio to tuck inside and, and find that space. And it holds the ball long enough for wonderful Steven Gerrard to get up on his horse and get forward too because whenever you saw the LA Galaxy be dangerous at home at Santos, you saw Steven Gerrard make a run that I haven't seen him make, which was get forward, overlap with Robbie Keane. He eventually found Boateng. Boateng almost scored, all right? That's what you need. He's not going to be in every attack. You can't expect it, but he let him open space and create some chances for him because he's playing as the number 10, and he needs to act like the number 10 a little bit there, and Gio needs to be able to create from the outside. I need to see some of that. So positioning... Wise, if that's your argument, that's your one narrative that really came out. Let's see, what is my other... What is Oh, Steven Gerrard delayed the flight to Torreon because he wanted to watch the Liverpool game. Remember, Liverpool was playing Manchester City in the Capital One Cup, and he, he delayed the flight, and that's the reason the LA Galaxy lost, because they weren't focused on the game. Love me some Capital One Cup. Hey, you know what? It is what it is. First of all, Steven Gerrard... Is base was in a marriage with Liverpool. It ended too soon for him. He still loves Liverpool. He still wants to be with Liverpool. Liverpool Can doesn't want get him the anymore. Man, a slingbox and some Wi-Fi. Well, at the same time, nothing got delayed here. It wasn't like Bruce Arena said, "Oh well, we already had tickets, so uh, we'll just go ahead and move those tickets back." Listen, if anything happened, which by the way, there's reports out there that nothing was delayed. They were always planning on training in the morning. Where did these reports come from? It, it came. I saw it overseas, so it even came. I think he even had a quote from Steven Gerrard, but it wasn't like I think Bruce arranged it so that way Gerrard could watch the game, and then they would travel down to Torreon. You're talking about a travel day, Corey. It's a travel day. They 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 work out in the morning for like 35, 45 minutes. They stretch a little bit. They kick the ball around. They get a little sweaty. They go in and take a shower, and they're off for the rest of the day. Yeah, but I, if this really is true. It's the it's not it's not. I can't believe that it would be. But let's if it is, it's sort of like, you know, the 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 girl you're dating that's that you catch checking her ex's Facebook page one too many times. Yeah, but it's like the it's not the girl you're dating, it's the girl who was married to somebody and now occasionally checks the Facebook page. I mean, listen, he wants to be there. If it wasn't for the fact that he's old now, he would still be there. I'm okay with that. Okay, I'm okay with that. You know why? Because I'm not of the illusion that he's not trying really, really hard for the LA Galaxy. Everybody else may be under that illusion that he's not trying really hard. My problem is that he he might be too old, even when he tries that hard, that he he's can't do it. He's too old for Liverpool, and he's too old for the LA Galaxy. It, it very well could be the reason. Okay, now listen, I'm not writing him off, but in five or six games, if there's not something, you may have. I mean, I don't know what you do. You know, maybe he get maybe he gets an injury. Maybe Bruce he, has one of those injuries. Might have to play his, play himself into shape a little bit. He, he may have to, and that's the other thing is these guys aren't in shape. 
this is preseason. As much as you want to blame them, in preseason, you're inconsistent. We saw it across the preseason. We saw it across all the games. Well, how did, how did Santos themselves start off Liga MX? Not great. They were terrible the first three games right. before and, they found their form. And then they, had, and then they weren't that great whenever, whenever LA Galaxy played them either. So you can't even say that, that, you know, that they were a great team. They weren't. And if you look across all of Major League Soccer, nobody put up a really good fight. Why is it across all those teams? These are four good teams. All right. I mean, these are four good, L, you know, LA Galaxy, Seattle, DC United, um, and Real Salt Lake. Okay, these are teams that have all qualified, who all should be in Champions League, and that's fine. And nobody played well. Do you think it's because the LA Galaxy didn't show up? Did, did all of those teams decide not to show up? I just, I just don't know how. Again, it's a combination of that and Liga MX is better. All right, my final thing that I want to get to, actually, two final things. Fire Bruce. That's ridiculous. Not yet. He's probably going to retire before you fire him. So stop that. All right, stop. Wait, uh, that's not really a thing, right? That's just people, people being oh, no, facetious no. Pe- when they tweet it. No, but some people were serious. There's always serious people on Twitter, Corey. I mean, there's people who don't quite understand, you know, the sarcasm that's inherent on Twitter. But anyway, so fire. The one you did put on here is the uh, the old uh, Ashley Cole Artie's deciding to take off games. That 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 was my favorite one of the night. A- Ashley Cole already taking off games. Well, like that's that's he's going to Rome to see the birth of his son. Any people who are mothers or fathers would do that in a heartbeat. You don't want to miss the birth of your son. Was it unfortunate timing? Absolutely. Could Ashley Cole have hurt? You heard our callers. They said, yeah. How did he not foresee that nine months ago? (laughs) Exactly. Ashley Cole, do your math next time. All right, so um, so that's sort of that's where it is. That's what hap- that's what happens when you're not playing soccer. By the way, you get people pregnant. Um, so Ashley Cole, congratulations to him. That's a good thing. The final thing is the Twitter fiasco, the shruggy face. Really, guys, you're going to get upset about the shruggy face. I understand emotional time for everybody. I was upset. I threw some things around the room. All right, watching this game, but the LA Galaxy tweet tweet out a is shruggy Mikayla face. Is Michaela okay, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> she's fine. She's fine. We have a counselor coming, so it'll be it'll be great. Um, the uh, the the shruggy face thing is so not an issue. I know you've thought it was at the time, but just you just need to step away a little bit. The LA Galaxy, from the players all the way to the very top of this organization, took. CONCACAF Champions League as seriously as they could. And that was super serious. You saw Robbie Keane call people in, Corey, before you were Not really even serious. allowed to. It was super serious. It was super serious, right? So this was this was as mo- this is as serious as anybody has ever taken the Champions League, and they got beat four to nothing. That doesn't mean that people weren't taking it seriously because they got beat four nothing. There are circumstances here beyond our control as as MLS fans, all right? Until that gets solved, the mountain to climb against Liga MX is gigantic. But LA Galaxy beat Club America in a summer friendly two to one. All right, so preseason form does matter. All right, that's important to remember. Okay, it matters absolutely. Will the LA Galaxy, could the LA Galaxy have put up a better fight against Santos Laguna if they were eight or nine or ten games into the season, Corey? I would think so. Absolutely. It's not a four to nothing game. It's competitive. All right. And if CCL wants to be competitive, they need to figure out what the schedule is. Whether that's MLS moving their schedule, which I'm not a big fan of. Well, um, there's also reports of, of them breaking away from CCL altogether and going to this like, straight up like Liga super, MX. Yeah, yeah super league revival of the is it the Supercopa or the It was Super League, I believe. Super, super League. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so so I understand that. All right. Whew. Everybody everybody deep get that breath, out of your everyone. system. Deep breath, everyone. Deep breath. Every, everybody okay now? All right. So what we're going to do, we are going to uh go ahead and take a real quick break. All right. You're listening to Back Pocket Memory here, but Back Pocket Memory has a new album out called uh Victory and Empire. Go on iTunes and get that. Please do that. We'd really appreciate it. 
All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Whenever we come back, we're going to be talking all the LA Galaxy news, including Jesse's artist getting his contract extension. We'll touch briefly on the players who have been released as well. So we still have a bunch to get to. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. some more Corner of the Galaxy. Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Pocket Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh and Corey with you. Back again. I have uh, calmed down now. I have calmed down now, I believe. Well, we'll see if I've actually calmed down 100%, Corey. But I, I feel better now having yelled and screamed and, uh, and gotten I walked done. you through some breathing exercises. That's right. That's right. So, so I, like I said, I feel, I feel, I don't know. I guess I feel better. Uh, the LA Galaxy obviously got beat very badly. Um, we had some people who called in, Corey, on the COG hotline. Remember, we have the live show number right here, 949-734-4217. You can comment on any of the stuff that's coming up. Uh, in this next segment as well, 949-734-4217. We're going to be giving away an Omar Gonzalez mini locker during this segment, so you're going to want to pay attention. Uh, a caller will win that, so uh, pay attention and get ready with that number. We're going to do that coming up here in just a little bit. One Omar Gonzalez mini locker. They're collector's items now, um, probably worth about a million and a half dollars. That's what I'm guessing uh, just off the top of my head. But anyway, we had some people call in to the COG hotline number. This is our voice voicemail number. You can call any time, especially after games when you're very, very upset because it makes it more entertaining. So Especially I'm... <laughs> after games when you're very, very upset. That's right. So let's go ahead. We're going to listen to Ben here. Ben has uh, a comment on the game. Hi, this is Ben Kirkland from Upland uh, giving you a call. 4-0 away to Santos is just dreadful, obviously. Uh, you can't blame Bruce Arena for the, the team selection because that's obviously our strongest lineup. Uh, but the preparation is clearly not there. Uh, the mentality of the team, uh, they did not come prepared to uh, deal at all with uh, the Santos team. Uh, 4-0 uh, goes to show that they didn't have a game plan. Uh, they didn't know how to defend. Uh, just overall really, really bad. Hopefully this is not a sign of things to come in MLS, uh, but we will find out. Thank you. All right, there's Ben calling from Upland. Ben, thanks for calling in. We certainly appreciate it. All right, no game plan, Corey. The LA Galaxy had no game plan, or did they just not execute the game plan that Bruce probably gave them? I would say more the latter. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I laid it, broke it down in the first segment. You've got to be able to pass your way out of trouble and retain possession, and but you got to be compact when when you're able to turn the ball over, and they just weren't able to do that. Nope. The other thing is, is with this team, I'm not sure if you're going to get uh, with the lineup they had out there. 
who are the guys when the other team has the ball that are going to chase the other team down and, and break up the passes and create those interceptions? I don't think it's going to be Keen and Geo chasing up top. No, it's got to be it's got to be Deong. I mean, that's that's where yeah, you but start that's that one with. guy. I, I mean, know. you, you kind of had a little get? bit of luxury with that, thinking that you could do that with with Juni. But the Galaxy were much better when they had two guys in the middle that were able to do that in Sun, in uh, Sarvis and Juni. Yeah, no, it's certainly a and deficiency. And so when you when the when the spine of of your offense up top is is Gerard, Geo, and Keen. I don't think you're going to get too many turnovers being forced through those three positions. Yeah, you, you got, listen, if it's the one thing I, I ask, I almost demand of Bruce Arena, it's that he puts Giassi Zardes at top with striker and makes Gio play a little bit of defense on that right wing. And let, let's just see how it goes. It would start, we started to see it in the preseason, Bruce. Just let it roll out, all right? Let's just, just throw caution to the wind. Try it. You know what? If it doesn't work, then we'll all be like, hey, Bruce, that didn't work. Figure something else out, okay? That'll be fine. But try it for the love of everything that is holy. If Giovanni Dos Santos starts up top against DC United, guaranteed he will now, and he's going to score like three goals. But he's going to start up top against DC United, and everything's going to fall apart part very quickly all right let's see well let's see about legit too if he comes back because he brings an element of being able you know Botang brings the speed down the flank and when you're trying to counter i guess that's that's an, an asset right but being able to possess and create and and hold the ball a little bit i think uh sebastian brings that in spades compared to Botang. all right here's our our last call that we're going to take listen there were a bunch of calls i apologize if i didn't get to your scott especially or scott i know you're gonna be mad at me but but i still love you and you're still my best friend See, listen. Oh, Josh, this is your best friend, Scott. See, he's my best was friend. Was he inebriated again? <laughs> what was that? Well, normally we get uh, some calls where Scott may or may not have had a, an adult beverage or two. It, it absolutely could be there. Absolutely. All right, here is uh, Yochi. Yochi from Fontana. Just want to say, um, well, there's not much to say. Um. I'm really disappointed, but it is preseason. I shouldn't expect them to, you know, I, I guess they shouldn't expect them to win the inter- entire tournament. But um, I just felt really down and out when they kind of collapsed around the 50th minute. I was actually happy that Bruce brought in a substitute around that time, the 55th minute or so, uh, to get some fresh legs. But um, just seeing them down and out and just nothing, just not coming back, that really kind of gutted me. Um, you know, you're, you got all this, you know, bruise blowing all this smoke up your ass. And also everyone saying, Hey, we're really deep. We have depth and we really don't. And obviously you can tell that, you know, we, we aren't up to par with a mid table Mexican team. So, you know, I really hope we get our stuff together. You know, we have a whole season ahead of us, but let's not, you know, go ahead and praise Bruce as the almighty and the all knowing because. You know, he he really did kind of drop the ball on this one. Thank you. Did did Bruce drop the ball, Corey? Do you feel like this is Bruce Arena's fault? Would you have put anybody different besides positioning? Would you have put anybody different on the field besides who was on the field? Of who you had available? You can't magically make Ashley Cole come in. Right. Given the health and the availability, I think that he played the lineup that... That we all would have. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know the status of Legette if he only had a thirty minute cap on it. But if he had more minutes available because he obviously came on as a sub, I would have tried to maybe play him as uh, as your left winger. Uh, 
at that point, I don't know what else you really offer. Yeah, it, it's just, you, it's legit, is it's his health, which is keeping him back. I do think that there's a possibility he starts against DC United. I've seen enough out of him now. Uh, you know, he came in, I think, in the 50th minute, right around the 50th minute. I think that our, our caller was was right on that one. Let me see, where did he, yeah, 58th minute, so almost in the 60th. So about 30 minutes of playing time there. It's very likely that with this week of training and with everything being equal, as long as he's healthy, that Sebastian Legette will get the start over uh, Emmanuel Boateng, who I think had tries really, really hard, who uses his speed to the best of his ability, but there's not a sharpness on the crossing yet, and there's not sort of a cohesiveness within the offense. Of course, the offense is in tatters anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, uh, with him going to the bench and being that sub and letting Legette start, because Legette is a, an actual offensive threat and able to create, or maybe he just has more ideas uh, maybe than everybody else, but Sebastian Legette can at least come over there and uh, and do something and and possibly create some chances. So that's sort where's of the biggest weakness on this team, given everybody fully healthy. Uh, Steven Gerrard, so right in the center of the park, is is the biggest weekend. Everybody I would not healthy. Only say him, but I would say who's his backup? Yeah, um, you Baju Husidic, Baju Husidic, probably. I did not like Baju, the center midfield experiment of Baggio last year. Baggio. Does th- he's bulletproof Baggio? First of all, use his correct name, bulletproof coffee. He's he's the bulletproof Baggio. Uh, so bulletproof Baggio does always impresses me more than I think he's going to. It's probably going to be Rafa. <laughs> it could be Rafa, Rafael Garcia, but maybe Rafa's more of a comp for De Jong, and Husidis well, is more of a comp for Gerard. It could be. I mean, they're real close there. There's not a huge but amount. But I think of that's too big of a drop off, and I don't think you can expect Gerard to. You play the types of minutes that we're accustomed to seeing out of some of the Galaxy center midfielders of yesteryear. Yeah, Chendo just chimed in on uh, on Twitter and said that Gerard's the weakest link. And then you look, um, you could also move Sebastian Lejet into the center. You could bring in one of the younger guys like Jose Villarreal or Bradford Jamison to come in and play some of those wing spots. So, you know, you could shift things to cover for Gerard if you want to. That might work. Maybe you bring Gio in and let him play in that spot. I worry right, about that. The, the, the thing is, is you've got wings and you've got forwards and spades, and yet your weakest link is central midfield and you don't have an adequate backup to bring in and replace him yeah but you do because if you shift things around i feel like the galaxy could put together a pretty good lineup maybe maybe you do bring geo into the center and let him sort of be that that attacking midfielder that's going to ask a lot from de Jong. that well you're already asking a lot from de Jong with with steven gerrard there so that, that that's the weakest link right there i see that i see what you're saying and, and that's absolutely where it's at all right let's get to la galaxy news we have about 20 minutes left in the show in about five minutes Five minutes. Five minutes we're going to be giving away in Omar Gonzalez mini locker. It's a signed Omar Gonzalez mini locker, in case I didn't say, which obviously takes that price from a million dollars up to a million and a half of what it's worth. You're going to have to write that off on your taxes, people. That's what it is. They consider it income. Don't blame me. Blame the IRS. All right, so here's what we have in LA Galaxy news. We already talked about it, and if you paid attention to the podcast, I talked about it with Scott French whenever it came out because it broke that day. Uh, the LA Galaxy waived Dan Gargan and Nacho Maganto. This this currently, at the time, it brought the roster down to 26 players, and it opened up an international spot. All right, Roster compliance is due here shortly. I believe the LA Galaxy have made almost all of their moves now, and we'll talk about all of them as we go. Is Dan Gargan, Corey, be brief on this, is Dan Gargan a big loss for this team? No, because they clearly value Romney as a guy that can play multiple spots and much more valuable than Gargan. Or Steris. Steris as well, yeah, absolutely. And and for uh, Dan Gargan was making over 100000 I think 125000 by 2015 standards. So it makes sense to cut that roster spot. Dan is a great guy. Please don't ever... 
I, I will tell you, listen, if I don't say a guy is a great guy, then you can, you can infer what that means. Dan Gargan is a great guy. Love talking to him. Super fun personality. Really hope he finds a place to play because, quite honestly, he's been in the league for a, a long time, and he really helped the LA Galaxy in 2014. Absolutely. 2015, I saw a drop-off in him. I'm not going to lie. I would have hoped to see you know some, some leveling of play, but this is not a huge loss. Everybody was saying, Ashley Cole's not there. Well, it would have been nice if you had Dan Gargan, and then you could have brought... Listen, the LA Galaxy could have switched Robbie Rogers over to the left side and put Dave Romney on the right side or AJ over and moved Romney. They could have shifted all those around. Bruce I was nervous about Romney being put in that spot, and I think that they went know, after him. Was terrible. They went after him, though. I mean, both Rogers and him. I knew as soon as Cole was out that Rogers and Romney were going to just get blitzed, and they did. Uh, but again, midfield, no, no help. So anyway, uh, Nacho Maganto. Here's the here's the one. This is the younger of the two players. Obviously, it was the M- no, it was, no, no, no. We was, don't even have to spend too much time. He's not going to get minutes. You've got that was the you've issue. Got Bradford, Jameson. You've got Lasseter. Yep. You've got all these all these other players that are above him in the pecking order. There's no there's no room for him. All right. I hinted at this in the podcast. I said that the LA Galaxy would probably bring up somebody like Ariel Lasseter. According to Kevin Baxter, because it has not been officially announced by the team right now, Ariel Lasseter has been brought up from LA Galaxy 2 to the senior roster. That means that there is still one roster spot open. 27 of 28 roster spots filled per when Kevin does, Baxter. When, does it lock, when do you have locked down your roster? Literally in the next day or two. I believe you have to lock it down. So this could be an open spot. The LA Galaxy may not fill it. They may not fill the, t- the 27 to 28. Listen, there's lots of CBA rules. They just I can have tell you. to get down to a certain number, but they can go below that and leave it open for future signings or exactly. So the LA Galaxy have an international spot. It looks like unless they had to get rid of one, because I've been asking about international spots. I haven't got it. All right. The, the only unknown right now, Josh Turnley, the draft pick, the, the LA Galaxy's 2016 draft pick, the only draft pick that they had could possibly have already signed and they haven't announced it, which would be 28 of 28. But they haven't announced it yet, and they haven't announced he's been released yet either. So until we know that, that's sort of where we stand. Keep an eye on Turnley. That's what you're going to see. Here was the big news, besides Ariel Lasseter, who I'm really high on. So Kevin Baxter, obviously breaking news. Kevin Baxter broke this one before it came out as well. The LA Galaxy signed Giassi's artist to a multi-year contract extension. Awesome. Very cool. With Tam involved. Oh, crap. Okay. This is. I'm worried. I'm telling you right now. What does that? What does that mean? That targeted allocation money was used. That means that his salary, Jossie Zardes, got a raise past the four hundred fifty-seven thousand five hundred dollar mark, which is the max budgeted salary. So even if he made four hundred fifty-seven thousand five hundred and one dollars, that one dollar would have to come from the targeted allocation money, the TAM. All right. Can, you can't use TAM on multiple people. You can. You can use oh. Tam and spread it out because they use it on uh, De Jong, and I believe they use it on Van Dam as well. They use Tam on, on some of those, right? But I, and now they've used it on Giassi's artists, so we don't know. You just can't use Tam in in uh, in addition to uh, allocation money, the regular allocation money, and you can't use it unless you're over the max budgeted salary. It's used specifically for paying down the max budgeted salary. So Giassi's artists is going to cost $457,500 against the LA Galaxy salary cap, and then he makes who knows how much is over there. We don't know how much is left. So so, so let, me, let me ask you this. Yes. Assuming that, you know, Bruce goes into this and says, look, we filled out our roster. I'm happy with where we stand. I don't have the foresight of needing any or, you know, all the targets that we've had we've already accomplished, and we don't have the resources to really go out and get any big names. I've got an extra fifty thousand dollars left over in Tam. Uh, yeah, after it could I used be. it on Young and all these other people, 
I'm going to throw Giassi a bone, try and lock him down for a few more years. Um, and I'm, I don't plan on using that extra $50,000 that we have left over. Let's yeah. just go ahead and sign Jossie to as much as we can over that and then buy it back down and everybody wins. This feels we good with that. This feels an awful lot like Omar Gonzalez and his designated player contract. I'm not saying Jossie's making the one million, $1.25 million or whatever that Omar Gonzalez made whenever he became a designated player. But the fact is you're tying up um, dollars in advance down the way for yeah, a player. Yeah, but it's also the timing that they waited you know, until All 24 hours before... The roster, you know, freezes. Right. So they're kind of waiting till all the other ducks are in a row. See how much money we have left over. Okay, and then we're going to give all this to Jossie. Yeah, but now you have next year as well, and because it says multi years, so we assume that it's probably a two year extension. It could be a three year extension. So you could have promised Tam all the way down the line. My issue here is that you're spending a lot of money for somebody who did not produce very well in 2015 lots of things changed around him he isn't being played in his same in his rightful position in my in my you know in my mind right now so i mean i, I don't even blame him listen if you're giassi's artist you take this money no doubt about it but you're you're gambling and what happened with omar gonzalez is you had to fire sale him eventually to liga mx in order to get him off your books that way you could actually have some salary cap room and have some budget room and have open up some uh, targeted allocation money as well so you had to do all that and i just fear I fear that this is something that looks like it's it's too much for for what I've seen from Jossie's artists, and I said it before. But if he wasn't signed through the end of this year, do you? It, it's a you have to gamble one way or the other. Yeah, but I think I think he was signed through the end of this year. I think this is just an extension. I think that they yeah, were like, we'll hey, have to keep, we'll have to. You're gonna have to pull Kevin aside and, and get some details. Kevin, Kevin Baxter is the uh, the galaxy whisperer as far as it goes. I had two questions about Giassi's artists. Um, some G, the Giassi's artists and, and Ariel Lasseter. One uh, Oscar writes. Uh, he says, does Lasseter get any quality minutes this year? Quality minutes in U.S. Open Cup. Do you consider that quality minutes? I, I'm yeah, I do up to a certain point. I think he has a chance to be a lot, have a lot more quality minutes. Corey, um, I think it all just depends. Bruce is going to eventually go with a hot hand here. So if you're going to get Lasseter, who will probably get loaned down to LA Galaxy two to play games, that way he'll well, continue to get minutes. And here's here's a couple of potential options. I don't know the whole timing of all of this, but. Uh, Euros didn't, didn't did Ireland make it or am I mistaken? Yes, Ireland's in. I think, Ir- I think Ireland Ireland plays this summer in the Euros. I I don't foresee Gio to be on the Mexico squad, but you never know if he gets hot. For, maybe he gets called in for Copa America, the Copa Centario. Yeah, Copa Centario. Yep. Uh, so there there could be some openings that happen around summertime where they're looking to fill some holes. Yep. And that could be an option where he yeah. would get some quality minutes. And you have Jose Villarreal, you have Bradford Jamison. Listen, I said the squad is going to be 28 players deep. I think everybody's going to get a chance to play. I really do think that. Um, I just don't know how many minutes is going to be Did they feasible. qualify for the Olympics, U.S.? Uh, they haven't yet. They have to go play in a playoff, remember? There's a, there's a playoff. Go- they oh, have to yes. do a playoff, which so people think they're happens, not going to make it. Then Bradford Jamison, maybe some of these other guys also get also pulled away yeah. for Olympic duty, and that opens up a bench spot or something. All for right, us Joey, Joey also wrote in on Twitter, and uh, Joey is one of my writers as well. He says, uh, how, why on earth did Zardis' new contract involve allocation money when he is homegrown? Great question. This is like the inside baseball question that I love to sure. talk about, right? So targeted allocation money... Um, Targeted allocation money could 
is used to pay down the max salary cap. So clearly, up to a certain point, um, Jesse's artist has been a homegrown player. Now, I heard somewhere, and I haven't been able to find it, that only, a, the, only the first $150,000 of a homegrown contract can be excluded from the salary cap. We're still looking at that. We're still trying to find something. Because at one time, we could find nothing and assume that it was just you could pay him as much well, as you wanted because he's a homegrown player. Here's the player. other thing you want to look at. The, the MLS releases every year who is considered a homegrown player. Right. And once once players play a certain amount of minutes and that's, cross that's, a certain amount of thresholds, they graduate out of that's not status. true. See, that's that's what everybody thinks. That's not that's a generation Adidas player. So those are like one of the players. If they get a certain amount of minutes, they graduate out of that program with homegrown. I've players, heard the same thing for homegrown. No, because Zardis has been considered a homegrown player all the way up until this point, and I believe that this is the point. He's no longer a homegrown player. All right. So so last year. Only what he made above one hundred and fifty thousand counted against the cap. Be- yeah, basically. So, and that I think maybe in the two twenty five, so it was one hundred and fifty thousand. That could possibly be the answer, Joey. To answer your question is, we don't actually know because nobody ever actually tells us what the rules are. So we have to in- uh, deduct and figure them out. All right, we're gonna go quickly through the rest of this. LA Galaxy to induct three into the Ring of Honor: Kobe Jones, Mauricio Cienfuegos, Doug Hamilton. Before you even ask, no, they're not retiring their numbers. Although Kobe Jones, nobody wears a number thirteen. That's something completely separate, and technically, I think it's not officially retired. Okay, just nobody wants to wear the number thirteen. You can't so. retire numbers. And so stuff. no, but this is a great way of honoring these people. Everybody knows about Kobe Jones. Everybody knows about Mauricio Cienfuegos. If you don't know about Doug Hamilton, and uh, he was the president and general manager of the LA Galaxy during the MLS Cup championships in two thousand two and two thousand five, he was named MLS Soccer Executive of the Year three straight seasons, two thousand three, two thousand five. He died in two thousand six on his way back from an LA Galaxy Concacaf Champions League game in Costa Rica. He had a heart attack on the plane and died it totally shook up the la galaxy in 2006 alexi lawless has been on this show and talked about this before huge big deal um doug hamilton for that reason and his his involvement in the 2002 and 2005 mls cups is a great choice to go on this ring of honor as well so all these three people everybody's like where's landon donovan they got a whole bunch of rules that go you have to be retired for at least three years before you get into this so relax landon's coming clearly it was done to that way they could eventually put landon donovan's name in this and and that will happen. All right. It's always it, whenever you first start this out, you always have to be a little patient with, you know, you're going to want to put 10 people in it. But if you put too many people in the first class, then you devalue it. So, right. so give it a few years and slowly but surely it'll start to populate around the stadium and really become a great thing. Chris Klein, next time we talk, I still want to see statues out in front of L.A. Uh, in front of StubHub Center for some of these guys. Mauricio Cienfuegos, Kobe Jones, Landon Donovan. Those are my top three picks right now for statues. Um, they're the guys who have really impacted this club from the very beginning, and I think they deserve it. So I don't think that that idea is completely gone, but the Ring of Honor will be done before the LA Galaxy kick off against DC United on Sunday. That's the MLS season opener coming up at 7 p.m. You want to get in your seats early, so that way you can watch the Ring of Honor ceremony. It very well may be raining, which is a good sign for the LA Galaxy, so just just hang in there, all right? Bring your, bring your raincoats. Uh, no umbrellas in the stadium, so don't even try. Don't even argue with me. All right, we got about six minutes left. 949-734-4217, 949-734-4217. Caller number one, because I'm impatient, will get the Omar Gonzalez mini locker. 
Ooh, a signed Omar Gonzalez mini locker. I can't wait. One million dollars could be yours. One million. That's true. That's right. I'm sure it's worth that much. Just have it appraised professionally. All right. We'll see who is the first caller in here. Uh, again, real quickly, the schedule for the LA Galaxy. They kick off MLS season on Sunday, March 6th. Travel to Colorado Saturday, March 12th. Uh, our host San Jose on Saturday, March 19th. Away to Vancouver on April 2nd. April 10th is Portland, April 15th is Houston, and April 23rd is Real Salt Lake. 3-2-3. Here we go. 3-2-3. Who's this? Rob. Rob. How's it going? You you called back to get the Omar Gonzalez mini locker, didn't you? Uh, Yeah, it's my brother. He listened and told me to call. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for calling. We certainly appreciate it. Um, Can you send me an email? Or can you send me uh, something on Twitter so that way I have your information? Slide into his DMs. So, so yeah, if if you go on the website, yeah, if you go on the website, there's a contact me page. You can go to corner it, just corner of the galaxy at gmail.com. Just, just do whatever. Find a way to get to me, and I will make sure that I ship out your Omar Gonzalez mini locker. All right. I'll look for you on Sunday. How about that? Sunday. Listen, we don't want to talk about this, and don't tell anybody. But I, I have to miss the game. All right. So, yeah. Oh, it's it's bad. I'll explain it here in a second. But thanks for calling, man. We'll talk soon. All right. All right. All right. There we go. Omar Gonzalez, mini locker, hang out. I have we to go- talk about it on air, but you'd have to bleep quite a bit of it. That's right. Listen, I have to go visit. You guys know my son lives in Colorado. I have to go visit my son this weekend. That is the reason family, family comes first. I love him to death. He's four and a half years old. He thinks I'm kind of cool sometimes, so I'll, I'll stick up with it. That's why I'm going. You guys can all sit in the rain. <clears throat> all right. The LA Galaxy versus DC United. We have about six minutes to get this done, Corey. Uh, Sunday, March 6th, 2016, 7 p.m. Pacific time. The LA Galaxy hosts DC United. Uh, it's broadcast on Univision, so get your SAP button ready. That's right. It's already time for MLS SAP already. Uh, this is the 42nd time that the Galaxy have faced DC United, the third time the clubs will face each other in the opening game of the season. And in 20 matches all time versus DC United, the LA Galaxy are 10, 5, and 5, having scored 31 goals to DC United's. 19. Now, the Galaxy are 2 1 and 2 in their last five meetings with DC United, and the Galaxy are 13 6 and 1 in their 20 previous home openers. All right, so there's all your, all your fun stats that you needed to know about it. So that's how it goes. Uh, DC United Corey comes off of the same fate as the LA Galaxy, getting bounced aggressively out of the CONCACAF Champions League. Of course, they were at home. Uh, they got to play their second leg at home. Uh, they still ended up losing 3-1 to one on aggregate, so um, not great. The, the, the positive they was... They had some good chances, I think. I, I caught a few of the highlights before the Galaxy game. Yeah, I was going to say they did have a bunch of chances. I was going to PK, say, I think. Uh, that may have been the RSL game that they missed a PK. I don't know what I'm I, it, they, about. All, they all blended together, CCL... MLS games, they were all horrible, so um, not competitive. I'm just going to weep openly as I watch my former love, Marcelo Sarvis, across the field. There you go, Marcelo Sarvis, Sean Franklin. Um, you know, those are guys you look for. I was hoping Kofi Apare, but he didn't even, he wasn't even in the 18 as I look at the uh, at the lineup there. Kofi Apare, a, a very good friend of the show and still one of my favorite people to talk to. So, Kofi, uh, sorry we're going to miss you, buddy. Uh, that's how it is. Uh, but DC United comes in basically in the same state as the LA Galaxy. I mean, really just coming off of the preseason against CCL. The good news is DC United already had to travel all the way down to Mexico from DC United. All right. They already had to travel um, back to DC. Then they'll have to travel out to LA. So the travel usually does people in whenever they have to travel all the way across. If you're looking for a, for a, a brief respite of hope uh, for the LA galaxy, if you feel like the season is going to go completely off the rails real quickly, 
um, then that's something to look for. DC is going to be a little tired just because it's preseason still. Uh, this is going to be the first game, but at least they have a little bit more. They have a little bit more less turnover, I guess. Uh, some of the the names that that are coming back for them are familiar, so they have a little bit more rapport with one another. Whether it's Rolf, Espindola, De Leon, a lot of the you know Birnbaum and Boswell, so pretty much right up the spine of their team are guys that have been there and in that system for a while. Yep. Uh, they've added, you know, even Sean Franklin has been there since he left the Galaxy. They've added, they got the new rookie Vincent, who got some national team minutes for uh, U.S. Uh, during Camp Cupcake, and then, uh, and then I believe Niarco's new to them. Not new to MLS, but I don't believe he was with them last year, but I could be wrong. Yeah, no, I, be- I believe you're right on that. So um, the the real sort of highlight for them this last game was uh, Julian Boucher, who is their uh, United's top super draft pick, uh, was on the field for 16 minutes, put a beautiful Crushed curl. One. Yeah, oh, it was great. So if he comes into the game in the second half, make sure you mark him. Don't let him shoot from outside. Seems like the kid's got quite the foot. Uh, the injuries for the LA Galaxy, Alan Gordon and Leonardo are the two guys dealing with Knox right now. Other than that, everything looks pretty clear. So if you're worried about all the injuries, what is the status on Leonardo? What's the timeline? We don't know. Um, He's I believe he was training and I haven't been out training. I asked some people, reached out to some people. Um, Scott French from MLSsoccer.com and LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano both told me that uh, Alan Gordon, Leonardo just dealing with Knox. Whenever we talk about Knox, it means it's not something serious. You'd expect Leonardo to be back soon, although I'm not sure he has a starting spot. So I don't know how soon he really needs to be back, but he needs to be there. back. What, What was that? And Cole is back. Ashley Cole should absolutely be available. Every, uh, the LA Galaxy put out a release saying that Sunday, or, uh, it was part of their weekly schedule, basically, that Ashley Cole would be available uh, on Sunday for selection. So I would imagine that he gets the start. Sebastian Legette, the only thing you really want to look for as far as any changes to the starting 11, as far as who's going to play, Sebastian Legette could slot in for Emmanuel Boateng. Look for Bruce Arena, hopefully, to move Giovanni Dos Santos out to the right wing. Uh, and and Giassi Zardis up to forward in the press release where they announced that Giassi Zardis had signed a contract extension. They called him a forward. So if that doesn't tell you that he should be a forward, there you go. That's how it is. They also all used to list Landon Donovan as a forward all the time, too. So there you go. That's how it works. Uh, anything else that we need to cover before it's going to rain? I've told you that already. Uh, I have to miss this. I apologize. Okay. Normally, I don't miss games. Um, Teams are ready to just wipe this taste out of their mouth. Yeah, all, all the fans are ready to just get on with it. Yeah, they're upset. Clearly, they're upset. All right, so I understand how it is. Um, they really did try. I know you guys think maybe sometimes that they didn't try out there. They really, really, really did try. All right, and that is the biggest issue right now is that they tried and. They fell woefully short, so hopefully the effort will be a little bit better at StubHub Center. I'll tell you, the last time it rained at StubHub Center in that preseason game, closed door against Seattle, they were played on the main field. The ball was basically floating, um, so I would hope that if it rains, which is supposed to rain a lot, um, if it rains, I hope the turf can handle it a little better than it did in the preseason. Otherwise, you're going to have one floating ball. All right. It's not going to rain that hard, is it? They said uh, at some points they said to expect half an inch to an inch of rain in the Los That's Angeles hard. area. So yeah, it could it could actually really 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 rain. We'll see how that goes. All right, Corey, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find you? We'll get on out of here. Find me on Twitter at Corey Ritzau, C-O-R-Y-R-I-T-Z-A-U. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, at Galaxy Podcast on Twitter. That's me most of the time there as well. Go to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Download Back Pocket Memory. I don't know how many times I need to tell you guys. That I'm That's back right. Po- they haven't told me, Corey. They're like, we haven't been inundated with downloads. I'm like, so shocking. I, I, I think that maybe my reach of only like, you know, 
10 people somewhere is going. Come on, both of you two out there. That's get right. It, get it downloaded. Download that iTunes. And shout out to Wendy, who's been killing it for, for Jared and I in our stay. Yeah, Wendy has been doing a great job. Wendy might be back. Jared is probably going to be back next week. I think we sort of scheduled that, so you can look for that. Uh, a Corner of the Galaxy from the box coming up early next week as well. So, full slate of shows. We're back. It's good to be back here for the 2016 season. Corey, thanks for sitting in, and uh, I think before we get can out of here... Can you have me on after a win next time? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to see what I can do. All right. So, for Corey Ritzow, I'm Josh Gessman. Everybody have fun at the game. We'll see you next time. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.